Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Well, hello, beloveds. Happy Friday. I hope you guys had a really good week. Um, This week is shaping up to be a pretty darn good one for me. And I like to point it out when those things happen because, let's face it, I've had a shit first start of the year, kind of, sort of, but I have, like, so many things I want to talk to you about in the way of, like, things moving out of survival mode, I guess you could say. I had something really cool happen today. Some of you listener fam, not fans, fam, send me, like, the best shit on Instagram. Like, you're, like, you're my, we got this army for a reason. Um, Th- this this video that one of you sent me today was, are you a BBB? And I'm like, bad boss babe, bad bitch boo? I don't know. What is that? And apparently what that means is, are you a bounce back bitch? And I love the video of this woman because she is just like, mm-hmm. And she's doing this motion as she's describing what it is to be a BBB, a bounce back bitch, is that when she says, when somebody comes and tries to tear you down, you just throw yourself back. She like throws herself back on the bed and then bounces back up. And it like reminded me of my son who's seven and a half at Lyric. His, uh, he got like a punching bag thing for Christmas, but it's full of water. So it's like really just like a balloon, but it like, it looks like one of those weird blow up like fan things that are in front of like car lots or in front of like cell phone stores to like get your attention from the street. And it's just like, no matter how many times you push it over, no matter how many times my son will punch this thing, it just bounces right back. It comes back and almost like in your face, like, "Uh." so I'm just like, hell yeah. Like I'm done playing small. I'm getting to the space where I'm no longer sad about the things that have left me. I am excited for the future and most of that has to do with you guys like you guys that got me in your ear holes right now make this shit possible and I know I always say I'm not a pageant queen I don't have a crown on my head and I'm not waving but wave 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 so what the fuck if I am I'm excited for this next part of the future and I was trepidatious about like what I was going to do next because a lot of people have said you know Oh, I'm so excited for what you do next. And like, honestly, that to me was like a trigger when somebody said that to me for a while. And I know that there's so many of you that have said it that meant it. I love you for that. But there's some people that said it like as a check mark to pretend like they were being there for me or pretend like they reached out to make sure I was okay. And they were really doing that, like slapping me with a smile. But now I am excited for what is next because I'm a BBB. I am a bounce back bitch. And I, I, a lot of times get afraid of the future because it feels unsure, but yesterday I was laying on the floor cause I'm like a toddler, like a little, little kindergartner, like crisscross applesauce whenever I have to do anything adulting. And we were knee deep in taxes and I turned my candle business into an LLC late December. So I had to get together all the receipts of things that I have bought for that business. And this goes all the way back to like the early part of the year when I was doing still my crystal um, bridal jackets. Like, oh my God, I had to go so far back in the archives of archives. I talk for a living, I swear. Archives of receipts and numbers. I don't do math. I don't do addition. I 
fucking hate all of that. Like I also have ADHD. So like this stuff sends me like into a panic. Like I don't care what great a mood I'm in or how much coffee I've had or how much motivation I have or how, you know, ready we got this. I am to do it. Oh my God. Like just the paperwork of it. And the, like the, it's like, shout out to y'all accountants and everybody that deals with the tax shit for a living around this time of the year. Cause I just, God bless you. I would rather change 17 poopy diapers and clean out public bathrooms than do taxes. It was that bad. But, um, my husband took a picture of me and this was like the sweetest thing ever because I look like shit, but I'm on the floor. I'm like very, very like, you know, serious and intent with what I'm doing. And you know, he's always telling me to like slow down and take these moments in as like tragic as it felt like being thrust into this certain part of life because, you know, relaunching my podcast and, you know, signing with a new podcasting company and doing this new form of the airwaves as opposed to what I was doing 20 years ago was a very brave, 20 years ago for 20 years, was a very brave thing to do. And sitting down there and going through all those receipts and going through the things that I spent, the things that I made. And I was like thinking like, oh my God, like I can actually do this. Because as much as we got this as I am most of the time, I'm a human and I have a lot of doubts. You know, when I first did my pop-up right after I got fired and a lot of you guys didn't know that I was even fired yet because it was like 20 days later. I was crying on the way there because I was just like, I don't know if anybody's going to give a shit about me anymore if I'm not behind a mic. Because let's face it, there's a lot of personalities out there that you would think that people would be so devastated if they were gone tomorrow and they are legit forgotten in five minutes. And I didn't know that I would be that, but I was fearful of it because it was like such a big part of my identity. But then... I had a different term for the bounce back bitch because I kind of really love that. But I was saying to someone today because they had to reschedule an interview we're going to do on this podcast and I can't freaking wait for this because it's going to be one of the most poignant I have ever done. I'm almost kind of scared and trepidatious, but we a bounce back bitch. I told her, I was like, you know, she had to reschedule. She's a single mom. And, you know, the story that we're going to be telling of hers is very, very, very special. It's very um, important in so many different things. I don't want to like get into all of that just yet, but it was important that we had a good sit down and we just went over the story and gave it its respect because it's just that, that's, I don't want to say special because that's not the word for it, but it's that important. Um, and she was just very apologetic and she's like, I'm sorry. Like, and I was just like, girl, breathe. I was like, I am the queen of the pivot and prevail. That was my first version of the BBB. Um, and I'm proud of myself for that because I could have gone into a hole. I could have given up and that would have been okay. Actually, that would have been okay for me to be like, screw this. After everything I've been through, I deserve the nervous breakdown that I've never been able to have, but I didn't want to do that. No matter how many times I might have cried or screamed or literally ripped my hair out through this process or just been fucking angry and rightfully so and not really putting that anger anywhere because I don't want to. I don't want to give way to that 
Remember like the podcast that I did a couple ago that I was like turning pain into creativity? It, 23 is my year to be Jordan, damn it. And side note, thank you guys so much to the peeps that bought some more of those. Those are the best seller. The 23 is my year to be Jordan. Um, I'm smelling it right now because I have the very first one I ever made and I don't think I'll ever burn it, but damn, it smells good. Side note, some of you guys don't know that when you buy those candles, at least mine, that you let it cook longer and the longer it cooks, the better it smells because I think I did this one in December. Oh my God, it smells delicious. Link to my Etsy shop is in the um, description section. Uh, How by Riley on Instagram if you want to get one of yours because it's been like my talisman before I came up with the queen of pivot and prevail or are you a BBB? It was just like 23 is my fucking year to be Jordan. And it's starting to feel that way. Finally, you know, I wanted to give you guys one point about fear and or anger. And believe it or not, this came from my seven-year-old today. I was helping him take a bath. I was doing his hair. So we have our whole like, you know, co-wash, cream conditioner, like gel routine. And he goes, mommy, can I ask you something? And I was like, yeah, baby. And I've been a lot better about being intentional about listening to him when he asks you ask questions because he's very inquisitive. He's very mischievous. So he's always got a lot to say. No idea where the hell he gets that from. But he said, mommy, have you ever been angry? And I was like, well, yeah you've seen me angry. I was like, I've been angry. Yes, I'm angry all the time sometimes. And he said, but do you know that anger when you feel like you're a sponge and like it just keeps getting filled up and filled up and filled up to the point where you just can't take it anymore and all of a sudden you squeeze it and it squishes out everywhere? And I was like, yeah, kiddo. My smart-ass seven-year-old, What? How's this coming out of his mouth? I was like, yes, I have. And he's like, well, I felt like that. You know, he was describing a situation that, you know, we'll keep off these airwaves. But he was describing that situation. And I was like, wow. First of all, I'm so fucking proud of you, kid. I was like, who told you that analogy? I was like, who told you that? And he's like, nobody. I just, I think that that's what it feels like. And I'm like, man, you're so smart that you can articulate that, kiddo. Like, I'm sorry that he's ever felt that angry at such a young age, but the fact that he can identify it, I'm like, that's leaps and bounds of a lot of grown men I know. So I must have not been, I must have not screwed things up too bad so far. Just God, that made me so proud. Um, But I felt that way. And I felt like for some reason in the last couple of days, especially today, my sponge has been squeezed. Like all of the anger just expelled itself. And like what I said to my son is I was like, you know, the good part about that, depending on how you handle the anger, like if you handle the anger, still being a good person, once that squeeze happens and all the water comes out of that sponge, as long as you've maintained your cool and you didn't show your ass, it's this really great release that you get to let go of it. Because when people stay in that juicy ass sponge stage forever, ever, it's like it, like I've seen it happen too many times. The people that seem like they're happy on the surface and they've got everything going for them, perfect career, you know, great partner, whatever, but they're still angry and they aren't smart enough to appreciate it or get to that squeeze out sponge moment. It just eats you. So I was so proud of my kid that he could make that correlation. And it made me just think like, 
I'm so damn ready for my squeeze out sponge moment. And I saw something on Instagram the other day because Instagram is life, but you know what, whatever. It said, you're slowly leaving survival mode. This is on the holistic psychologist, the dot holistic psychologist on Instagram. You're slowly leaving. I swear to you, I talk for a living. You're slowly leaving survival mode. Here's what to expect. This one got me. We enter survival mode for many reasons. We're overworked, exhausted, unable to cope and disconnect from our own bodies. So we go through life on autopilot. Oh my God. And this makes me sad because I feel like so much of the last year, I was on autopilot. I was in fight. I was in just this state of numbness to the point of like not knowing who I was, not recognizing how great my marriage is, how great my life inwardly like the real shit the rock shit the stuff that matters was how solid that was because my career was falling apart and I didn't realize like my kids are just amazing I have this relationship that isn't perfect but we're in it and together and love each other and I have you guys again pageant queen with a crown on my head but I don't fucking care it's the 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 support that I've had like I was looking back on my pictures from September of last year of all the beautiful things that you sent me for my birthday and it wasn't the stuff it was the thought that went into it so heartfelt like even the shoes that I wore in my recent photo shoot like you don't see it in the photo shoot uh sweet life custom kicks by the way bomb um she wrote we got this on the sides Obviously, she like crystal encrusted the Nike swoosh, but around every single inch of that shoe was Riley Marshall Mallon lyric. And I just recently have come out of that survival mode where I was just gritting my teeth through life. Like, it's crazy. I even see my face has changed because I've been clenching my jaw for so long. So I've been gua-shawing the shit out of it day and night. And if you guys don't know what that is, Get on it. I think I'm going to do a video on that too um, pretty soon because you guys are always asking about what my skincare routines are. Um, Anyway, back to the coming out of survival mode. Um, So we go through life on autopilot and it says, inevitably, one day we hit an emotional rock bottom. Lyrics, a squeezing of the sponge moment, but in terms of emotional anguish versus anger. Um, At a point where we just can't go on anymore with life as we know it, And this is the beginning of leaving survival mode. A fucking men. So it says, we start to wake up. We look at our relationships. We spend time with our work and how it impacts ourselves in the world. Whoa. And what we want in life, our true values, and how our childhood impacts who we are today. Oh, there's so much to unpack there. It says, at first, it's overwhelming. I sobbed in my kitchen floor many times, all the damn time. I've been like waterworks because I don't feel like I could cry for like a year. Even though I'm a big old crybaby like on the airwaves and I'll cry with you guys and I'll cry about a lot. I wouldn't like let myself have that cleansing guttural just (laughs) cry. Like just ugly cry. Screw every bit of the lashes. Don't care how puffy I am tomorrow. Just let it out. Cry. I've been doing that a lot, but it's cleansing. Um, We start to practice self-care establish routines and sometimes for the first time in our lives we set boundaries and I am all about that like 
I've always been pretty good on self-care, you know, of course, like beauty, skin, whatever, going to the gym, but emotional self-care. That's what I'm still working with because I've always been of the credo too. Like if you guys care enough to listen to me, care enough to follow me on social, care enough to give a shit about what I'm about from, you know, a fam, not fan, fam, we got this army perspective. Like I'll give so much of my world to you my heart, my time, whatever. Like Marshall sometimes be like, I gotta pry that phone away from your face. And it's not like I'm sitting there on Instagram for no reason. I'll be like talking you guys through some things and it makes me feel like a better human than I could give that. But sometimes I do it too much. And to some t- sometimes there's been a few time- people that like, I just soak myself, you know, squeeze sponge moment. I'll squeeze it dry on somebody that has deaf ears. Cause sometimes there's people where like no matter how damn much like advice you give them, they always just want to spin it around to the, oh, but this, or oh, but that, this is another reason why I can be negative. I saw also a TikTok on this the other day that it was like, it's not your job to save everybody. And sometimes those people can't be saved. I'm not a savior by any means. So just stop it with that. If that's where you're going, if you're rolling your eyes at that, I just, I will try. I've always said this. I've said it a million times. I want to change somebody's life the way that one of my mentors changed mine. But sometimes I can't do that. And I'm setting those emotional boundaries where I'm a yes girl. Like if I can do it, I will. But sometimes I just can't. Sometimes I'm spent because I've spent, it's like that cookie jar theory or like the penny jar or the savings jar or whatever jar you want to say. Like you have a certain amount of cookies or a certain amount of dollars at the beginning of the day and every interaction you have takes a cookie or a dollar out all the time. And once you've given away all your dollars, you're broke as shit emotionally and physically. Or once you've given away all your cookies, you hungry, but you've got nothing to eat. So I've been trying to still always give of myself, but give it where it matters. Shit, I will stay up till the sun comes up with you if I feel like it will make a difference in some way. I'm not even saying moving mountains. I'm just saying even just a little bit. And I I hope some of you have emailed me and said that I've gotten you through so much. And God knows I appreciate that. That's the shit I live for. But I can't be that person that just because you're a listener fam that I will give myself until I'm dry just because anymore. Because then I got nothing to give. So all of that said, back to what the holistic psychologist continues to say after setting boundaries. Suddenly we don't fit into society. The dysfunction becomes crystal clear and we're no longer willing to participate. I think that's what happened to me this last year that I was like having this awakening of things and the universe was like, yo, you ain't a part of this anymore. You can't be this anymore because you're seeing all this shit that's going on. Like you're, you're, you're waking up and you can't be this, this robot, no matter how much you love what you do, no matter how much you loved what it was or could have been or whatever, you're, you're not going to live in this situation. You're going to die in this situation. Like emotionally, you're going to rot. They go on to say our confidence builds. We restore our self-trust. Relationships start to shift. Some relationships end, and they did. And we're making space for new people and new experiences in our lives. A fucking man. Like I was so scared to 
go out of the space I was in professionally that it was like chokehold on every bit of creativity, hope. And oh my God, was that a big one? I was losing hope and I never do that. In any of the hard situations I've ever been in, never have I lost hope ever. And I was starting to lose hope. My we got this mojo was getting dusty as hell. And I don't like being dusty. I always tell my kid, you can't be the crusty kid in school ever. <laughs> but I was making space for new people and new experiences in my life because there's some of you that like towards the end, like some of my listener fam that I'm like legit close with, like Izzy fam, love you. Jason and, 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 my, and my husband, like they're friends now. And it's just sort of like, Izzy fam side note, if you don't, and I, I like inside there, like they were a family that I met or sort of met like on the air. And then I met them out at a show that was the, you know, we were out like in a, an appearance or whatever. And now they're like actual friends. Charmin, y'all have heard about her. I need to have her on the podcast at one point. Cause she's just like, everybody wants to know who Charmin is from a couple of podcasts ago. She was the woman that I was having an emotional breakdown and I had met her just earlier the year at the pop-up and she was a listener fam on the radio and now she's somebody I talk to all day every day and she showed up for me in a space where I was just breaking the fuck down and she just showed up here to give me a hug and it was the most special gift of I don't even know and just you guys all know who you are that I talk to you all the time and I have made space in my life I actually had one of you guys like dm me I'm not gonna put out people's names because I don't know they want their business out there like that but it was like, you know, Riley, I'd heard you say on the air a while ago that you were like done. New friends aren't a thing. You were just very happy with your circle and your small knit people. And she's like, I wanted to like meet up and maybe like have lunch and get to know you because I think you're so cool. But I didn't because not that you seem closed off, but you seem like your boundaries were just set there. When I say like in the last slide that I was reading you, like you got to set your boundaries. Like I think that I had to reset them too, like opening my boundaries to new good things. Because I think the reason I was closing the circle indefinitely is because I had those few people that I knew were my ride or dies. They were my like, we got this army before we got this army was a thing and I wasn't willing to open up space for anything else. But the minute that I did, I was like, fuck man, there's some really good people still hanging around here in this world and I'm really privileged to get that chance to further get to know them. Dope shit, right? So... um confidence as you can tell like I was doing that photo shoot that I did a couple weeks ago and I was just like I'm gonna stand in front of this fucking camera and just show everybody either the pain in my eyes and not care or the confidence in my eyes but I'm gonna believe in it all I'm gonna believe in everything that is me whether it's the good the bad or the ugly I'm going to step forward because 23 is my fucking year to be Jordan and I'm going to say it with all the gusto that I can and believe in it. No matter what anybody says. It's been a long time whether you guys see that or not that I've actually had that attitude. That I have had my chest out, shoulders back, head high. Fuck what you tried to do to me. I'm Riley motherfucking Couture, friends. If you guys haven't heard that backstory, I know that a lot of you had. A long time ago, one of my really good friends, he was my producer at the time, I was really scared to go on stage at Jingle Ball because it was my first one. And I had been in radio for like 15 years. So I talked to millions of people, but what was I scared of? 
There's 20,000 people in the audience. It was a lot because you can feel the roar of the audience there. And it was really special, but it was like, oh, uh, you know, like I was all of a sudden like not a superwoman, but I was a normal human and I was scared. And he was such a great like pep talker, you know, super chill guy. But he looked at me and he pointed in my face and he wasn't that kind of person. And if y'all know me, people don't point in my face. Um, <laughs> but he said, you are Riley motherfucking couture. You fucking realize it. You believe it. You get out there and you fucking show them. And he doesn't yell. And I was just like, well, okay, I'll do it. And that's the attitude I want to walk into this year with. Because I didn't start that way. And we're a quarter of the way into it. So damn it, I got to puff my chest out and believe it. And if anything I'm saying here right now is resonating with you, you too. 23 is also your dear year to be Jordan. Listen to the pain, turning pain into creativity. One, if you haven't gotten what that means, it just means that I was playing small a while ago and I was trying to make somebody else, Michael Jordan. And I was just comfortable being his Scotty Pippen. And this is not saying Scotty Pippen wasn't great to all you sports fans. It was that Michael Jordan had said, you know, Scotty Pippen didn't, get everything he should have you know for a long time he didn't get the contract or the money or the recognition that he should have but he said if you ever think of Michael Jordan you need to think of Scottie Pippen because he's the one that made it possible for me and I know there was a lot of strife that came after that because I guess it wasn't like that at the time blah, blah 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 my point being the notion still stays the same I was trying to let somebody else be Jordan when it was my turn to be Jordan and it is still so going on in the next slide of this, it says our nervous system, we're talking about like coming back from fight or flight mode. Um, our nervous system is adapting. Our thought patterns are shifting. We have glimmers of hope, of belonging, of connection. Yep. Sometimes for the first time in decades. Yep. I think the only other couple of people that I've let in since, you know, recently are my husband. You. Yeah. So it also says, instead of people-pleasing, we're respecting ourselves. We're making choices in our own best interests instead of doing that people-pleasing. We're choosing ourselves. Fuck yeah. So um, that was into that. But like a lot of you guys um, know that I'm very much into manifestation. I'm very much into like energy, crystals, the new moons. I'm still a religious person not in certain like sectors of it. I believe in God, obviously, but I'm very in tune with what the universe is telling me or I try to be. Sometimes I ignore it and it doesn't end up well for me. But anyway, so there was this Instagram again, because let's face it, we all live there. Um, it was the new moon of the equinox. I guess that happened a couple of days ago. And I'm not like an expert in this, but like when I read this stuff, it does make sense to me. So it said underneath that, it said from this night, things will start to change rapidly. Time to reach for dr your dreams and be ready to pursue them. Don't go small. The coming moon is the beginning of the ecliptic period. So I guess it's the new moon in Aries. Whatever all that means, we just entered what they're calling the new era for humanity to be better. Oh my God. Within the last couple of years, like since the pandemic and everything that's happened within that, ain't it time for a new era of humanity? My God, yes. You know, and in all of that, like I had a, like a aha moment when I was sitting on my like semi porch today 
And by semi porch, I just mean like we just have like three steps out there, but I love our backyard. It's beautiful. And, you know, like the boys, when they run and like the sun hits it in just a way, like we, I love where we live because we've got like mountain views way in the back of the neighborhood. And the sun is like always that candy, cotton candy, pink and orange skies. And it's like beautiful. It's like God's canvas. And I've never really had that view. I mean, I've had it, but like not in a place that I owned and have worked hard for. But today, like I I just had this moment, like today started as a super gloomy, rainy day. And I was like, I'm getting my period too. So that doesn't help. And I was just like, and I just was meh, you know, but today I had a free 30 minutes, which hasn't really happened that often lately, or at least I carved. Nope. I made the boundary to set time for that because there was stuff I had to do. I had orders I need to get out and I ended up getting them done. You know, I had to scramble a little bit later, but I was like, I need to go outside on that little mini porch that we have and enjoy that sun that I'm seeing peek out. I've sort of been avoiding sitting on that little mini porch because, you know, my dog Pink, Presley Couture, my little baby, um, I haven't really gone into this on the podcast yet, but I will as soon as I'm ready. Like after 15 years of her being my ride or die, she passed away. And the sun hasn't been out like that in a really long time. And she used to always love to go out there and sunbathe. That was like one of her favorite things to do. She could lay out there for hours just sunbathe and I haven't gone out there and enjoyed the sun not that it's really been out honestly like that since last summer and at first I didn't want to because I've been so stuck and almost comfortable dare I say or like I don't know you get used to being in that fight or flight mode and coming out of it almost feels painful sometimes like letting go of that anger hurt shield safety blanket thing Because, oh, my God, like, how could we be happy? Because then it'll fall to shit again, right? And I can't go out there and I can't enjoy that sun because, you know, Pinkers isn't here to do it anymore. But hope. Remember that thing that I told you about that I never lose? I almost lost it, but didn't totally. So I was like, I need to just go out there and sit in the sun and enjoy that shit. Because Pink would have wanted me to. And I want to, because I want to be happy. That's the whole goal. It seems so voodoo and weird that I'm like going this far in depth about a moment about sitting on a freaking porch in the sun, but bear with me. It's like with all of these shifts of the universe, all of these shifts for me and all this change that I didn't want, or did I? Subliminally, I always say like, we always think that our world's going to shit, but the universe always knows better. Have you ever seen that meme? I saw this years and years and years ago that it was like this big holy figure standing over a little girl and she has this little teddy bear and she's like, but I love it, God. And I guess the picture that is God is holding a teddy bear that's huge behind her. And it's like so symbolic of like, you think you're losing something, but what you're losing, shedding, What's being ripped away from you is not half of what you're going to have if you just trust. So I'm believing in that and I'm fighting all of the scales that have been 
on my whole soul, heart, skin, mind, hope tank. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to go outside and I'm going to enjoy the sun. And the minute that I sat down, the skies, like the clouds, when they open up on my backyard, it's very, very sunny. And the sun hit me and the warmth of that was like, oh, I remember this. I I guess I react like I must have like seasonal depression or, you know, because if I don't take that vitamin D, I mean, man, and it wasn't just the vitamin D though. It was like that moment of feeling that I could feel that warmth on my face. Like the last time I felt okay was like right around last summer before my whole life shifted and went to shit. And I just felt like at that moment, the universe was telling me that like all that pain was for this change. This, 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 like, what is this? The new moon of equinox, whatever you want to say, the new era for humanity and me, the new moon of Aries, whatever, which way you want to call it, this new sector of life. Last year, I put on my vision board, you are stepping in to the most successful day decade of your life. How shit, did I think that this was going to be the way I was going to do it? No. But do I believe that it is? Yes. Absolutely I do. Like I feel like I'm coming out the other end of a shit storm, but there was moments too when I was sitting out there on my little mini porch that the sun would go away and the clouds would come in. And for a second I would be like, Oh no, Oh no, what is this? And again, the universe knows better than you do. I would feel this really beautiful, not cold breeze. Cause that's what it's been lately, but this warm breeze that was like, no, 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 no girl. You still got that hope. You still got that sunshine on you. Even when it's cloudy, that breeze would hit like, girl, there's going to be some shit days. But the sun always comes back if you seek it. I know that I sound very like I'm trying to be like a mini prophet or some shit right now. That's not where I'm at. Maybe it is. I don't care. No, Riley, stop playing small. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm always like making excuses for what I have to say or trying to gear it towards the haters. Like, oh, my God, certain people could be listening to this and rolling their eyes. Go ahead and roll them far back in your head because I believe in what I'm saying right now. I hope that this touches one of you guys in a way that like brings you back to that sunshine moment. It's like, oh, oh, okay. This is what it's supposed to feel like. This is what coming out of that fight or flight trauma thing is. When I was doing the taxes yesterday that I was telling you about, I was looking at a lot of your guys' names, you know, like in the reference, like the receipts or whatever, like that have bought things. And I started thinking back and looking back to like what you guys bought and the things that I created for you, custom, the very first couple of jackets I ever made, the very first couple of candles I ever made, some of the very special candles that I've made, fertility candles, hope candles, the, the cancer, the breast cancer candle that I made for you guys and all of the love that I poured into it. And I'm like, 
it wasn't even about the numbers anymore because I was starting to stress about that. And I remember telling my husband, like, this isn't enough. Even everything that I'm doing, everything I'm trying, all these things that I'm putting my soul into, like looking at the numbers, this isn't enough. And he was Marshall as usual. And he was just like, babe, stop. We're going to be fine. I just know it. He's like, this is just the beginning for you. And he kept reminding me and saying to me like, babe, you are doing the damn thing. You've had that business for what? 11 months? Not even? And he's like, look at those numbers. I'm like, yeah, but they're not enough. And he's like, but did you ever think that you could do that? And you created that out of thin air. And every time I try to refute it, it was like he was putting his boundary up. Remember what I was talking about? Like the person, the people that like would, you know, no matter what you say to them, they just want to come out with something negative. And I had to stop and listen to what he was saying. Whether people think I'm pompous for it or not, I'm done playing small. It's a new era. It's a new moon. And I am here for it. And truth be told, like, I didn't think I was going to go off this long about that. <laughs> I thought this podcast was going to be, like, something very different. Because I was going to go in for a minute, you know, the bounce back bitch. But I wasn't going to go into all that. But, like, yeah, bounce back bitch, queen of the pivot and prevail, whatever it is. King of the pivot and prevail, what, what would be the king? Bounce BB, BBK. It's like a very good burger, you know, like. I'm excited for the first time in a really long time. I'm very, very excited. <sighs> I mean, I guess I might as well go into what I was going to go into and like, because I thought this was going to not turn into this whole pep talk to myself and maybe to you, but Hey, here we are. So I found this IAI article because I co I coined these, the articles that aren't always bad, but I go, I, like either in a good way or a bad way, because that and I, the OSPO were the only two, like, uh, Latin or Porter, I swear to you, I talk for a living. They were the only Spanish terms that my mom ever like really used for a long, like my childhood. Um, so it was the only thing I ever say to people that people don't make fun of my lack of accent or pronunciation whenever I try to speak Spanish, which is one of the big reasons why I don't. Um, anyway, so that, that was a whole different tangent or it could have been, that's a whole nother podcast that I'm going to get into. Um, but I found this article, I, 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 um, about venting versus gossiping. Um, it's on this Instagram that I love, Just Girl Project. But I liked what it said because we've all vented about people, about our significant others, about our friends, and we've all gossiped. But there's a difference. So on the gossiping side, you do it out of boredom. Yeah. I mean, why do you think I love Vanderpump Rules so much? Because you can gossip about people you don't know. So it doesn't make you feel as bad. As long as you're not being a troll on Instagram. There's not really a whole lot of harm in that. But the situation, it's gossiping if the situation doesn't directly involve you. Yeah. Like you're just talking shit about people or like you're just in all their drama and, oh my God, I can't believe she slept with that guy or, oh my God, their marriage is terrible. And you don't even know who the hell these people are, which is kind of like Vanderpump Rules. But hey, they put it on TV, so it's different. Um, if it comes from a desire to be nosy and not genuine concern. I've been there. We've all done it. But it feels icky, you know, like if you're just in their shit or in the conversation to hear about their bad drama, like it just was yuck. And then it leaves you feeling guilty. Like I said, just ew. And then it 
creates new problems if you're gossiping. Oh, yeah. As I like to watch Vanderpump Rules and watch Sheena stir the pot. That, I swear to you guys, like, we need to have a watch party. Because the trailers for that, oh, my God. And that they're doing the reunion and Raquel is actually going to show up and they're sitting her next to Tom because I saw the seating chart today. Oh, my God. Here I go again off the tangent of that. Anyway, venting versus gossiping. Venting is when you do it out of frustration. So it's like good. Like if you're just like, oh my God, I'm so frustrated. I need to I need to get this out. I need to get this like poison out of my mouth. And it also says it's a situation that does directly involve you. Like if you're venting to your best friend about something that, you know, your coworker did or your mom pissed you off today and you just need to speak to somebody. It's not done to harm anybody else. I like that. And it helps you vocalize your feelings instead of holding them in. Like, venting to your therapist or venting to your person that you can like just get all that front but just get all that ick out of your soul and then it feels good and it's healing like so at the end of the conversation you don't feel like an asshole and that it leads to solutions like that is a really 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 big one if you're venting because you want to get to a space where okay I did this isn't like you know if I'm talking about like relationships like if I ever talk about like my marriage which I really don't do that a lot to my girlfriends a couple of the like certain things that I needed advice on because they've all been married some of them for like 15 years and I've been married for all of two almost not even and I want to present all sides though and I want to like put it out there and say okay well here's where I fucked up but I need to find a solution to where he fucked up versus oh my god my husband is because we all know and I'm not joking when I say this. This is like Marshall is 98% perfect. Honestly, like he's not, he's perfect for me. Don't throw up on me. Like I don't, there's not a lot of things that are like core things that are wrong with my husband. And most of the time, uh, nine, like at 98% of the time, I don't have shit to complain about. But there's that 2% that sometimes I'm like, damn it, that sucked. And I'm a person too, and I'm allowed to be pissed about it. And trust me, I will tell him. And he will do his damn just to fix it. But sometimes there's those like impasses where you just can't see eye to eye and you want to choke somebody. I don't. I've went to my best girlfriends and get advice and figure out how to figure it out. Because we in this for the long forever, ever haul. And we want to be happy along the way when we do it. But I liked, I liked that article about venting versus gossiping. And I have yet again given you a smorgasbord of things to think about and chew on and maybe give me a response in the DMs because I really do love it when you guys give me criticism. You know, like even if it's like, oh my God, girl, like that was ridiculous what you said. Please don't talk about that anymore. Or like you guys give me some of the best freaking ideas. I've said from jump, I wanted this podcast to be just as much yours as it is mine because I felt like there were so many things that I wanted to do and didn't get to do in my post like past career. And I wanted this to be different. Go big, right? We're not playing small anymore. So I wanted to try it all. I want you guys to listen to this going, oh, girl, I said that. Or like I sent her that. Or, oh, hey, hell yeah, I like this. That's the reaction I want you to get. And if you don't get it, I also want you to tell me that too. I crab sometimes about the reviews like oh yeah you like you're sitting here saying that you love to hate this podcast and it's so terrible and like oh my god like just doing nothing but criticizing me but yet you give me five stars thank you because that's always shitty when you give somebody two stars just to knock them down whatever 
you know who you are and you suck. Anyway, <laughs> the only reason I say that, like, you know who you are and you suck, because I gather that person that gave that review was not somebody giving an honest review, but somebody being vengeful. Anyway, I'm not saying that I'm above a shitty review. If you want to give me a shitty review, if and that's your review, by all means, because I can always improve. And you kind of can't improve unless somebody tells you the things that you're doing wrong. Not everybody believes that, but I do. And there goes another tangent. Any hizzlebees, you guys, I really, really, really hope you enjoyed this podcast. I really hope you have a great weekend. Thank you guys so much for all of your message of encouragement. As per usual, questions, comments, concerns, at Riley Couture, R-I-L-E-Y-C-O-U-T-U-R-E on Instagram, and that's Facebook as well, TikTok's Riley Couture 7, Twitter, even though I don't use them that much, is Riley Couture 5, trying to get better about that. Uh, the candles, if you want to get your 23 is my year to be Jordan candle, you can do that at House of W, H-O-W, How by Riley. <laughs> It'll be up in the comments section. Your girl's tired. Um, How by Riley on Instagram. Um, and yeah, you can email me at reallyreallypodcast at gmail.com. The text line is also open, 410-604-8895. All the ways to get a hold of me are there. And next week, I hope you come back. I hope you chill with me. I hope we're going into this, what is this, equinox, whatever. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope you enjoy it. And I will talk to you guys on Monday. It's really Riley.